0: Lots with the Lots Real Estate Group, coming to you with another episode of uh, Beyond the Keys, a Pat Lots podcast. As always here today with- Pat Lotz. Um Like, subscribe, comment. We're trying to grow this, uh, this platform on all fronts. We would really appreciate that support. Uh, comment below any questions. We're gonna go through some uh, real estate statistics today, uh, 2022 real estate statistics. But if there's anything that you want, um, you know, elaborated on or in further detail, Comment below. We'll uh, we'll dive back into it in another episode. This is going to be broken up into three parts because there's a lot of stats. For there's 111 real estate statistics for 2022.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So starting right into it, more than 40% of active realtors in the United States are located in California, Florida, Texas, and New York. Are you surprised by that?
1: That's a lot. Yeah, like, that's a high percentage if you ask me. It
0: kind of makes sense. And I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Um, Texas population grew by thirty million in 2022.
1: Everybody from California moved to Texas.
0: Yeah, and then even Florida. Florida grew by 22 million. So no different. New York to Florida, California to Texas. Um, so that doesn't necessarily like blow my mind that 40, but 40 percent of active realtors in the United States are located in California. Four states: California, Florida, Texas, New York. Yeah. And that, like we just said, New York to Florida. California to Texas. So what's the per capita agent in California and New York? That'd be an interesting thing to see. But yeah. um, 40% of active realtors. Yeah, in that's United surprising states. to me.
1: That's a lot of agents mm-hmm. in yeah. those states.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it comes up here. It does. As of And this is three. or let's just start with two. There are currently more than 3 million active real estate agent licensees in the United States. So 3 million nationwide active real estate licensees.
1: That's a big number. That's a big number. Yeah.
0: Um, and I don't know exactly what the number was. I thought it was closer and it could have been just more of a Michigan thing. Um, but I thought it was eighteen thousand realtors in Michigan alone. So the fact that there's three million agents or licensees nationwide. That's a big
1: number. That's a big number, yeah. Um, and, you know, um, it varies as far as um, year to year as far as how many agents are in Michigan. But that's that's a stat we'll pull and figure and, that out.
0: And uh, active licensees versus practicing real estate agents, there's a huge difference on that. And like the next stat even talks about that is as of July 2022, there was 1.6 million members of the National Association of Realtors. Mm-hmm. And that's not a direct correlation to, to agents that are practicing but at the end of the day you take that three million licensees maybe half are active and out of those that half or that 1.5 million how many are full-time agents that's the better stat and maybe it comes up um do you think that in the past and the answer is yes but in the past two years three years four years five years the big increase in real estate agents do you feel like that's impacted your business
1: no it hasn't. I mean, it's impacted the market, maybe, um, um, but it hasn't impacted my numbers mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know? Yeah. But I, I do think that, you know, we had a pretty um, uh, competitive market these last couple years. However, um, you know, we still had good good share of the market.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've, you've always said it, there's there's business to be had, to be able to dominate this market or any market would most likely be impossible. Uh-huh. So there's enough business to go around, but it's to make sure that you're capitalizing on market share with old agents transitioning out and new agents coming in, but you're still capitalizing that, that open market share. Yeah. Um, and that's the important thing, which again, year over year, you're always climbing. So has it affected uh, us over the past two years? The answer is probably no, based on numbers. Does that change? I have no idea. Uh, with, With agents that, and then two, the statistics of new agents coming in and leaving within two years of business, does that ring true with 2022? To be determined.
1: Yeah. Agents and,
0: starting in 2020, uh-huh. and statistically at this year, they're either trans- 80% should be transitioning out or not. So that's going to be, I think this year in 2023 will be a big pivotal uh, um, year to see if that statistic right now is relevant. Right. Does that right. make sense?
1: Yeah, and because we're the market's normalizing and, and shifting a bit, you know, the projection for 2023 is I feel that, you know, a lot of agents will need a part-time job.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even we've slowed down a little bit, not drastically. We're still selling and, and it's it's a holiday so it's fairly normal seasonally, year over year. This time of year does get a little bit slow, uh, you know, end of October to January 15th or something right. like that. Right. Um, so we have slowed down but, you know, I've heard that over the past six months from other agents. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unless you have a stable second income in that family it'd be hard to keep this thing full time which you know it's got to be on the top of every agent's mind if they are dependent on that sole income yeah something to think about yep. um, four more than 67% of active realtors are women.
1: I believe that, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. I, I, It's nice to see, you know, year after year, m- more men are coming into the business. I mean, when I first started, I think that number had to have been higher, but um, yeah.
0: I was just gonna ask that. So 20 years ago, you think that number was higher?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Um, why is that? Why do you think that it was higher? So so 20 years ago, uh, 2000, 2002, 2000, there was, from your guess, there was more women real estate agents back then i mean that's that's uh not rare to see such a dominant you know female uh you know field yeah but it's crazy to see if in your opinion that that number was higher twenty years ago i I
1: really feel it was because yeah. um you know the beauty is we have some uh, great young um Men that are coming into the industry, which mm-hmm. you know, in the last you know two to five years, we've seen that. So that's some you know a breath of fresh air. So yeah. Some young um, young men.
0: Uh, the median age of all realtors in the United States is fifty-six, which this is somewhat surprising because I thought NAR, National Association of Realtors, said the average age, maybe it was average age of licensee, was like seventy-one or sixty-eight. So to see a median age and there's a difference between the average and the median but a median age of 56 are you surprised by that do you think that there's a no
1: no i wasn't surprised i've always i've always thought it's it's in the 50s so um so cool
0: i want to know and and this might come up but i want to know on that 56 what's what's the the median uh years of experience what do you think that is
1: oh shoot with
0: the statistics of you know, an agent will leave the business 80% of the time in the first two years, so if they're lasting those two years and the median age is 56, what's that average uh, years of experience?
1: I'd have to say 12, mm-hmm. roughly.
0: I was gonna say like 15. Yeah. 15 or so.
1: I agree, yeah, but it's really cool because the median age of Realtors is 56. That means- You're the median. Uh, You're young. I am really young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, And I think it was broken down a little bit further for ages but it'd be kind of curious to see the 70s to 75s 75 plus you know how yeah. many agents um are within those those age brackets well and
1: those agents too probably um you know use their license still for just referral mm-hmm. purposes so yeah
0: back to the three million active real estate licensees but yeah not an active member within NAR or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. um 45% of realtors have completed a bachelor's degree or graduate degree.
1: That's awesome. I didn't know it was that high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is, um, you know, that's, that's great to see.
0: The ceiling of entry with, with real estate agents is a little bit low. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a 40-hour course and, a, and an exam, which I believe that should be a little bit higher. But to your point, it is interesting to see that it's at 45%, 50-50 ultimately, when the ceiling is so so low sometimes granted i think that that's the testament to if you last in this industry and you can make it work you can make it work but people are getting degrees or getting graduate degrees and realizing that they they might be able to have a better livelihood or um a career within real estate
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm a product of that you are i have a degree yeah and the the neat thing is is that um um you know, it's it's one thing is, is book smart and, and, you know, education in, in um, college. Another is, this is like street smart. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to have, you know, the knowledge and you learn it as you go through, but there's there's a lot of stuff to learn. I was just
0: gonna say, do you think that matters? Which I was just having a conversation in our closing with a young guy about degrees and what's applicable and what, we're, what we've used or what we've learned and what we're using today. And there's just no like tangible, we're, what we learn in college is not what we're using within real estate um but it's a good gauge for how an individual might coexist within a corporation so back to ceiling of entry we're never going to be at a point in time where you need to have a college degree to be a real estate agent but there are times where the good bad and the ugly of real estate agents when you look at some of the bads Maybe they don't have that experience. Maybe they do have that experience, and it do, they don't have the street smart. So where do you think that kind of falls together in a perfect world?
1: Well, you know, the thing is, is that with a with an education, I'm I'm a firm believer that too. You 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 can learn anything um, if you're trained properly. But you come in college, it's it's you know you're getting finance background, um, you know um, that accounting, those kind of things. Uh, some you know, sales experience, so I think that, um, you know, I just think Some of it is applicable. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. so you bring that to the table, but you bring any field you go in, you're bringing your history back to the table, so.
0: And this is very speculative and one step further, but the transactions that you may or may not have had that were bad, Uh and agents that are, in which we see bad agents all day long, but in those situations, do you think that they don't have a college degree? And do you not think that... Not necessarily. Not necessarily? No. no. Um, and, then, and then, too, I think that we probably would say that even good agents don't have a degree. Yeah. It might not be a, a metric, but at times it might be something that uh, will just help with problem solving, dealing with issues, task management, so on and so forth, good communication. But again, um, they're probably not a, a direct correlation to the ones that are successful that do have the degrees and don't have degrees.
1: No. And, and you know, too, like in any field... Um, you know you have not successful doctors, mm-hmm. and why is that because they don't have a great bedside manner or you know They're in business by themselves, and they don't have um business um, Savviness you know and two there's there's a lot to go into your own business, and um, I mean there could be um, somebody I was just talking to has a great idea for business He's an incredibly artistic ability with wood. He doesn't have the business sense mm-hmm. to market himself and his property, his products. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so no. Yeah. I think it's, it's um, a lot of things thrown together that make you successful in whatever you do.
0: Yeah. This next one's a little interesting. So 18% of realtors have had their license for a year or less. Wow. 18%. That's substantially that's low. I would think that's low
1: um because in of the last two years 18 percent of realtors have had their license in the last
0: the the influx of real estate agents over the past two years mm-hmm. i would think that that was closer to 50 percent.
1: um i see what you're saying mm-hmm. i see what you're saying because we we've, we've had a lot of yeah. newcomers in because the market was so hot
0: and that means that you know a lot of agents potentially are Well, a year or less. So they haven't hit those two years. And that's where I think that statistic comes in is 80, 70% of real estate agents quit in the first two years. Mm -hmm. So I'd be curious to see on the percentage of realtors that have had their license for two years, two, uh, you know, two and a half years to one, to one and a half years, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that might be closer to that 50%. Um, 84% of licensed realtors own their primary residence, not not weird to see, but I wonder what those the other fifteen percent of agents are doing.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. But I would think, I mean, we we gotta live our business, which is a primary residence. Yeah.
0: Thirty-seven you know? yeah. percent mm-hmm. of licensed realtors own at least one secondary property. Not surprised by that at all. Mm-hmm. A lot of agents are trying to do uh, real estate investing, house hacking, live in a duplex own on the, uh, rent out the other side, yep. and or you know constantly doing uh, fix and flips. Or uh, buy and holds.
1: Yep, for not, sure.
0: Not weird to see that. And actually, I might even be surprised that that's at 37%. I was gonna say maybe even a little bit lower, maybe 20 to 15%. So good to see that agents out there are actively investing. Um, or that secondary primary, res- uh, secondary property is a vacation home or secondary home. So yeah. they're making enough money to be able to have two homes or they're making enough money to be able to uh, invest in real estate.
1: Yeah, well, and the nice thing, I mean, unfortunately some folks were able to take advantage of the recession and pick up that second property. Mm-hmm. So A
0: lot of agents, yeah. yeah. A lot of agents probably over leveraged themselves to be able to obtain a lot of those properties, which good for them because, yeah. you know, snatching up these you know ten hundred thousand dollar properties where are they at today three or fours you know you're you're going through the roof Mm -hmm. so good for them um there are more than 1200 local realtor associations in the united states we're part of uh lara lara
1: Livingston county association of realtors um is our local um chapter
0: uh, LCAR, LCAR. Lara is a, a Michigan government agency. Yeah. LCAR, Livingston County Association of Realtors. Right. And then there's NAR, which is?
1: National Association of Realtors. And
0: then there's a few other around us right here, which are GMAR.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there an Oakland County one, or is that a, more or less GMAR?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which GMAR is?
1: Um, Greater Michigan Association of Realtors. Something like that. Yeah. But we have Michigan Association of Realtors, so. Mar.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Mar. Yeah, <laughs> we're part with of all. Yeah.
1: Elcar. Uh, Lcar, Mar, Nar. Yeah,
0: all the R's. Um, more than forty percent. Do you are you surprised by that twelve hundred number? That does seem a little bit low. Would you like to see that we're affiliated with association that's more uh, generalized than specialized? Do you think there's a a, a need for an Elcar, a Gmar versus a Mar?
1: Mm, I just like the, the the smaller communities. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you think that Elcar has a not an impact on our business, but how is Elcar benefiting the realtor community here locally?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think that um, there's a lot of advantages for the, our local chapter, which um, you know, again, we have, we have a personal relationship with them. The education that they provide, the tools and training, um, their um, their visibility in the community so
0: yeah there's even um like they're they're also uh stakeholders within real Comp. Uh-huh. so if we do have issues we at least have a, a good point of contact that's able to track down those problems either submit those those tasks or those issues to make sure that we're taken care of or they're, they're mitigated as fast as possible which we did, did have some issues back in um you know, I don't know, August of 2022 with their new updates. Um, and it was good to have a good point of contact right there to, to be fighting for us. So mm-hmm. more than 40% of all realtors in the U.S. are in Florida. We already talked about that. Oh, yeah. Um, um. I want to read it one more time, though. More than 40% of all realtors in the U.S. are in Florida, California, Texas, and New York.
1: Mm-hmm. still kind of
0: crazy mm-hmm. to think about. Granted, again, too, I'd like to see, I bet you the populations of those four states probably equal, maybe even close to 40%. I'd be curious to see. Hispanics, Latinos account for 11% of realtors, followed by, you know, black African-Americans, 8%, and Asian Pacific Islanders, 5%. You know, that's, that's kind of um, um, a cool metric mm-hmm. to see more diversity uh, coming through any field organization. Absolutely. Um, but I'd be, uh, I mean, it seems like there's an opportunity then for Hispanic Latinos um, and then even uh hispanic latino specifically in certain communities like california texas if you're able to to breach that bilingual yeah i think it'd be a massive, I think that would a massive be opportunity yeah
1: <laughs> well even here when we have um we work with folks um uh, minorities it's awesome because they really i think they could really capture more market share mm-hmm. the fact that they um you have two languages yeah yeah, yeah. I think I,
0: it's really um, impressive i would think so mm-hmm. um 14 67 of all real estate licensees licenses in the united states are held by agents the rest are held by brokers and associate brokers not not blown away by that statistic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, what's the benefit of? You have some friends that are uh, brokers or associate brokers. What are the benefits of not just being an agent, but a broker and associate broker continuing with your education?
1: Well, I mean, the the beauty is is that you can you have your own brokerage, and you could build a team amongst that, um, and and it's a different uh, mindset because then you're um, you're running. A brokerage with agents um, all of the the in-house accounting and processing and licensees and insurance and all that stuff so it's not it's it's what you want to do yeah. um, an associate broker license which um, I work towards and it's just having that um, um, you know ability to have that license um, and what you can do with it but um, you know I'm I feel that I'm a salesperson um, I like on the front line and I that's what I like to do so you know there's a lot of growth and and different opportunities with the associate in the brokerage
0: and a lot of brokerages and organizations and um, you know entities will always push people to becoming brokers Mm -hmm. and growing those teams and I think it just comes down to goals and expectations is do you want to have a lean and mean group or you know partnership or solo agent mentality or are you building the team but I don't think that you're able to do both Mm -hmm. Um, I think you need to have the entrepreneur hat on in growing a team or you're on the front lines being an agent just just you know grinding and working hard. It's it's hard to wear both of those hats and, and you've worn some of the hat mm-hmm. but you know the agents in our community that have teams I don't think are able to really devote as much time to
1: the sales side. The sales side. Right. And so so when you um you know when you you are your own broker so you have your independent brokerage um that is one thing and that's like a good friend of mine and she she likes the control i guess that's that's sort of funny um as far as control but she she's good that's it's her strength to um do all of her accounting and um, taking care of all the back end stuff that, that drives her to the fore, but you're only one person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I'm not good at all those things. So I figured out I know what I'm good at, so let's just do what I'm good at.
0: And and sometimes those brokers might be or those individuals that are looking to obtain their own brokerage might look at it look at it it as the financial benefit of creating that own brokerage and then and then again your mentality is sign on as many agents as possible exactly. period
1: and that's great I mean that's you gotta you gotta have a, a mindset for that and um, and I admire people that do there's a
0: huge financial you know and and, and we look at our desk fees and our, our brokerage fees or our desk fees and then what our clients pay for administrative fees more or less. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of costs that I don't think people are really thinking about when uh, owning their own brokerage, you know, rent, uh, employees. Um, all of these utilities to get, you know, desks, mm-hmm. lights, mm-hmm. Uh, utilities. The build-out
1: costs. Um, yeah, it, phones, you know. Um, so it is, I mean, it's a lot. And, you know, I have thought of it over the years, but I just, um, I'm just staying in my lane.
0: I don't know if there, if the statistic is in here, but there's a lot of boutique brokerages. Mm-hmm. But right now a lot of boutique brokerages are either switching to KW models or EXP models. Yep. Global, independence, uh, local, things like that just with a KW or EXP brand. So I think that might be the the turn of the tide of it is, ben- it is still beneficial to be with a quote-unquote brick and mortar uh, whether you're virtual or you have your own satellite office yeah. or it's more or less operated as a franchise. But I'd be curious on that to see how many nationwide boutique brokerages, there actually are, because that's exactly what your friend has. She has a boutique brokerage. and then just to see what the like that ROI is or the the, the actual numbers are, I have no idea. But yeah. I would think there's a lot of associated costs with those things.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And I've never really had any desire to do that. I let my broker, real estate one, do their stuff, and I do my stuff. Yeah.
0: So. We were talking about this a second ago. The median experience, uh, the the median experience level of licensed professionals oh. in the real estate industry is eight years. There you go. And we said twelve or fifteen. Yep. Um, which uh, not surprised by eight years years at all. <clears throat> and you know that's going to be levered off of that. Uh, less than 18% of those agents have uh, their license one year or less that's a large portion of those things I'd be curious on the upper end of the spectrum you know how many agents have 40 plus years of experience I'd be curious
1: yeah but they're out there
0: um do you think there's a direct correlation to experience and I guess quality of business
1: Sure. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 But there's some some um, awesome agents that come out of the gate in a couple of years. They're you know two to five years. They're um dynamite. So, you know, I think that um they um uh, are just beaten down a different path mm. and, and really um, um trying things differently than the traditional means. So, um, but I uh, it's nice to see some fresh energy.
0: Yeah. And I think it comes down to exactly what you talked about in the in the first place. It's more about common sense, street smarts, good communication, ability to work and coexist with other agents. Because mm-hmm. we just had to deal with another agent that's been doing this for 30 years that was you know an atrocity versus we do deals all day long with agents that have been doing it one to three years and they're very very professional very experienced and it's smooth transactions. so and then there's also those agents that have been doing it for 40 years and it's also very very smooth Mm -hmm. so not a metric but definitely something to go by to gauge maybe how a transaction may or may not go
1: yeah, and it and, and that's like in any industry which we had talked about. There's um, there's ones that you know they've got the reputation, they've got the experience, they've got uh, the reviews, all of that. And then there's the ones here that you know. Mm-hmm. So there's there's um, like I said, there's always there's good electricians, there's bad. Yeah. Good plumbers, there's bad. Good bakers, there's bad.
0: <laughs> this is more or less speculation, but. The last point on this section of general industry statistics is four out of five agents were certain they will remain in the real estate industry for at least two more years. And who knows? Because again, based on statistics, I think they say 75% of agents quit in their first two to three years. to be determined, which I'm sure we'll visit this next year as well, the new 2023 statistics, to see how they have gone year over year. It'd be interesting to see those things.
1: Yeah, it's always good. It's really good to, to, to look into the field and see um, mm-hmm. see what these numbers are. I'm surprised by um, a few of them.
0: Yeah. Here's here's that statistic about Texas and Florida once again. July 1st, 2000, 2020, Texas population grew to 30 million Uh, to July 1st, 2021, and no different than Florida. July 1st, 2020, um, Florida to July 1st, 2021, Florida's population grew by 22 million. And a lot of of that was COVID. A lot of that was, you know, maybe politics. I'd have no idea. Um, But, you know, the, the recipe, at least what we were seeing from Michigan, is politics, COVID, work from home. People were kind of leaving the Californias and the New Yorks to save taxes work remote and get to the, those nicer weather texas mm-hmm. and the not necessarily california but get to the texas and to the, uh, the floridas yeah florida trailed only texas in population increases from 2020 to 2021 while the rest of the nation had the slowest growth in its history according to the u.s census bureau that makes sense if 50 million people were moving to two different states specifically, Mm -hmm. you're also going to get that um, decrease. And I saw a stat recently from U-Haul that 30% of uh, trailers or U-Hauls were rented in the Midwest and they either ended in Florida or Texas too. Oh. Yeah, which people are kind of leaving the the colder weathers for warmer weathers because they're able to uh, work from home.
1: Yeah, yeah, changing.
0: Um, in twenty twenty two, do you think you would ever? Uh, I mean, we can't work remote, but you know, is there any desire to, to move to a Florida or a Texas?
1: Mm, not really. I would. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, going down for a month or two, like in the um, the cold weather. But um, I don't mind even just going to Georgia to see Ben mm-hmm. and Ashlyn and the babies. There's so. um, there's
0: a lot of a lot of agents that are doing. EXP, um, Michigan and Florida, or New York and Florida. So they're trying to combine both of their businesses within both of those states Mm -hmm. seasonally. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if it's two to three months, but a lot of agents you're seeing more now try to bridge that gap
1: I've, I've, I know some agents that have you know bought down in Florida and they're trying to um, well establish down there and eventually maybe retire down there um, so um, I've seen a, a lot of that taking place um, so you um, more power to him that's very ambitious
0: and you worked with an agent that just outwardly moved to Florida she was not gonna try both states mm-hmm. right
1: mm-hmm. Susan Mm-hmm.
0: she was gonna try both states or she was just predominantly gonna focus in on Florida
1: she just was relocating down to Florida
0: and then things changed and she moved back
1: temporarily mm-hmm. and then um, and that was because the recession hit us so she tried to go and establish business down in Florida and when we were hitting into the recession you know everything went to heck in a handbasket so her her plan backfired Yeah. unfortunately she came back to michigan
0: gotcha Mm -hmm. so a little bit different than what people are doing now nowadays is they're really trying to capture both businesses Mm -hmm. in both markets Mm -hmm. and there's even some of these exp agents that have granted that's exp's model to a certain extent to sign on new agents which i get um i'd also like to see the average unit per exp agent i think it's somewhere between two to five um, but if you've got 100 agents underneath you that are selling two to five deals and you're getting a portion of that stuff and profit sharing or however they structure that stuff, you're doing pretty good.
1: But it's a different...
0: Mentality. It's and a different it's, business.
1: But it's a different business. So, yep. So I am... I am selling real estate, and I am doing real estate. I am not trying to um, sign on agents. Sign on agents under me. I yeah. mean, I'm just—I uh, uh, do real estate.
0: If you were part of a broker's that did do that, would you uh, would you ever sign on agents? And over your past 22 years, how many agents could you have signed on?
1: Probably a lot. What
0: do you think? 100? Yeah probably maybe not maybe like 50 yeah something like that but
1: but um, that's a full-time job that is a a full-time job job. so where are you going to put your energy and efforts it's it's again where your strengths are
0: yeah no different than what we're talking about in 2022 uh, migration to florida is being led by californians and new yorkers each state represented 10 percent of inbound moves to florida as as of early 2022 um or about 20 percent collectively Hmm. Again, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Following New York and California individuals from Illinois also makes sense. The amount of people that are leaving uh, the Illinois yeah. um, and trying to get to Indiana or other other states within the country. But following New York and California individuals from Illinois, 6.8%. New Jersey, 5.9%. And Pennsylvania, 5.4%. Uh, also make up a large percentage of new Florida residents. Hmm. Florida's population grew 22 million, which we knew. Uh, Texas grew 30 million, again, which we knew. Uh, other southern states like Oklahoma, Tennessee, Alabama have, Alabama have seen a substantial uptick in the number of realtors by around 5% since July of 2021. Mm-hmm. Do you think with these populations, do you think that there's a major need for more real estate agents? Not I think that's my biggest takeaway is, is it makes sense why COVID, maybe politics, maybe saving on taxes, maybe working from home, why all of these large states with large metro areas, Chicago, New Jersey, just rural of uh, Philadelphia and New York, and then Pennsylvania, rural Pittsburgh and uh, Philadelphia of why people are going to zero income tax states if they can work remote. But do you think that with that drastic growth in populations, there's a drastic need for more real estate agents? No. I mean,
1: maybe in certain areas is what i would think but another reason people that are moving which is really interesting is first because they can work remote they're getting closer to family Mm -hmm. so yeah i I think that's a i think
0: that's a lot of people too consolidating a lot of my friends uh dc and new jersey they're now relocating to florida because they're able to work remote and all of their family is retiring and moving down there so it's just a no-brainer for them i guess Mm -hmm. um which, you know, that's the whole reason that we moved home from Chicago was to be closer to family. Yeah. So, um, and work with me. And work with you. Mm-hmm. The close takeaway between 2020 and the close of 2021, there has been a mass migration to the southern states, especially Florida and Texas, unsurprisingly. Well, we have hit <laughs> our time. So we will start in the next one. And just to close it out again, it's Chris Lotz, Pat Lotz with Pat Lotz Real Estate Group. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beyond the Keys, a Pat Lotz podcast. Going over some rough statistics year over year, 2020, 2021 to today, 2022. Probably something we're going to keep doing for the next few uh, uh, podcasts. Just keep going over these statistics. Um, hopefully it brings out some, some interesting conversations and talking points to better understand our markets, our competition, our, not even just our competition for us, but our competition for buyers and sellers mm-hmm. so we have the best competitive advantage to uh win deals get deals and make things happen so as always there's lots of love in limousine county live local buy local use local we'll see you in the next one
1: thanks for watching make sure to use those like comment and share buttons below and don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel at pat lots real estate for more helpful home buying and selling tips want a free comparable market analysis scan that qr code on your screen or visit our website at www.patlotsrealestate.com and fill out the request form. There's lots to love in Livingston County.